Warning, the following program is intended for a mature audience. Trust us, there will be swears. Lots and lots of swears. Don't blame us, though. Blame the dolphins. They do this every year. Enjoy the show. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly... Hello and welcome into another edition of That's So Dolphins Talk. Got a brand new face in here today uh, to shit all over this awful Dolphins team and an awful performance. We got Trigger Trey, the usual, the co-pilot in here, and we got uh, we got Coach Fudge. Hey, hey. Welcome to the program, Coach Fudge. The old program. We uh, added some credibility having a, a, a FCS coach on, on the podski here. So, yeah, you know, I, I I guess it's been it's been a great show all season. Figure why not come in for week eighteen, and let it ride. Well, and we can tap you in for the playoff stuff because you have you're a fan yeah. of the NFL, so we can tap you in for playoff stuff. But um, yeah, week uh, last week of the season, week seventeen, eighteen, um. Game 17, week 18, and um, feels like we got nowhere from game one. We are the same team we have been all year. We are the same old Dolphins. We, um, you know, have a first half that I you almost know, couldn't script any better. And then uh, you come out in the second half, and uh, the Bills control the entire time of possession in the third quarter, and we run the ball three times when we do have the ball. We have three three and outs, and um, you know, you know, one thing I'm not going to put stock in, everyone was saying about Josh Allen turning a ball over. Two of his turnovers were completely useless for us. Yeah. Like they, there were no benefit for us as a team. So, you know, why you can, you know, we can say we won the turnover battle. Sure. But it's just one of those things where stats don't tell the whole story, but it wouldn't have fucking mattered because all her dude, you want to talk about fucking injuries? You want to talk about injuries? I was going through, I'm going through my what we're going to be missing for this fucking playoff game, uh, <laughs> just so I could come in with with some ammo. And I got to realize our offense is pretty fucking healthy, and they are the worst unit on this football team. Yeah, been saying it. For I can't a long even time now. blame. We're missing Win. Who we who we isn't even a real left guard. He just happened to be plug and play. So that's Whitney Wachke, Connor Williams. And Waddle were our only two misses. And, you know, realistically, Connor Williams was our biggest miss on offense. Defensively, we had us three out there playing rush in. Literally. <laughs> you know, sometimes on the sidelines when you're watching, like, a Penn State game, there's a kid with, like, like the worst haircut in the world that somehow made the team. You don't know why he's there. Probably because his dad's a donor. Those <laughs> were the guys that were playing for the Dolphins last night. I, It's just we are in shambles. And here we are. It's Monday. It's, who have we signed? Who's practicing with us? No well, one. What are we doing? Greer? Apparently, apparently, McDaniel said that somebody who wasn't on the sidelines will be on the will be playing next Sunday. So they're probably going to bring JPP back. If I had to guess, if I was him, I wouldn't come back. If I, if I, I'm surprised they're even going to sign anybody. Why would you, dude? Just sign someone to rush the passer. And okay. stop trying to find someone that fits the scheme. They're like, not going to find going to fit the scheme. No, fuck team. the scheme. Fuck the scheme. The scheme's out the window. We have no scheme. You know what the scheme? We have two 
defensive ends, rush linebackers. We have two of them, dude. <laughs> two. Name another. Who else is on the team that can play that position? I There literally isn't anybody else. It's literally Melvin Ingram and Emmanuel Ogba. They're the only two left that aren't hurt. And uh, the other four been on the are. team for 15 days. Yeah. He looks like my dad playing freaking rush end. Although he did have, he did play well actually, dude. He played well. He played. Shut played well last night. He played well. Yeah, he really did. I'm not even pissed off at the defense. I'm pissed off at oh, I'm the not. offense. No. no, I'm in no way. I'm in no way mad at the uh, the 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 defense. Um, what I'm mad at is our training staff must be a joke. <laughs> our strength that- and conditioning. Dude, Sam Brenner or whatever that ex Dolphins Dolphins offensive lineman that's running the the strength and conditioning. Yeah, Brenner's his name. He played like left tackle for us like in two thousand nine or some shit like that. He's all tatted up. He's yoked. Boy, boy can slide some weight around. Apparently, can't mold knees correctly because we have the we're doing no lunges, we're doing no box squats, nothing, nothing. What are we just deadlifting? The NFL. I, I came on here last week and I said that if we don't run the football, you're going to lose. And we ran the football the whole first half, and then it was completely abandoned in the second half. I literally said if we come out and throw three passes in a row on that first drive, we're losing the game. And then we proceeded to not touch the ball until the end of the third quarter. Well, man, my whole thing offensively with what they were doing last night, like, I'm fine if you got Waddle and you're passing the ball. You got a number two. They didn't have a number two last night. Who was it? Barrios, Durham Smythe, uh, uh, the other guy that I thought was a tight you, end. You can kind of say Cedric maybe Wilson. Cedric Wilson, but then and also they had Chase. They were going to Chase Claypool at the end of the game. Why is he in the game? Well, <laughs> Why is he on a team anymore? You trade a seventh-round pick for him. Just cut your losses and move on. We were calling for a Claypool package two weeks ago. (laughs) You were. Like, you guys were. You gave him an opportunity at the end of the game yesterday with Hill on the sideline. Again, he's gassed. I get it. End of game, all that. But when you don't have a number two in that West Coast system and you're running it that effectively, bro, take what you're getting. You were averaging five. I think it was five and a half a carry. Yeah. Keep running the thing. You mix in your pass game, and you live with what you get. Because let's call it space. They weren't throwing it efficiently last night. Tua didn't have a world beater of a game. He didn't play bad. Dude. The game managed. I don't even know if I've, I, I. Oh, he played. Oh no. He played bad. That was one of his. He had a sixty-two point seven percent QB rating. Yeah, sixty-two point seven. That was my grade point. That's the grades I got. In high school, not good, <laughs> not good. Okay, like he's not getting paid. He needs to go beat Mahomes by like fifteen. Win a game, win a playoff game. Maybe you'll get. I don't even care. Win by he's, a half a point. He's but, not going to get. He's he, you can't you can't franchise tag him. You you because you got he's got save, that fifth you, year. You he's got, got a fifth year option, doesn't he? Right, but you gotta you gotta sign him to save money though next year because they're forty million over the cap. And if you sign him to and you an extension, it. you can backload it and you can save like 14, 15 million next year. I give him a three year I give him a three year deal backloaded. 
He's got three years. But you can't make him the number one highest paid quarterback in a league, even though he ah. is the even though he is the the passing leader. Like you can't you can't give him Burrow money. I'm not so sure that we shouldn't trade our one and try to stockpile one to into the year the following year, so we can have two ones if we need quarterback ammo. Wait a minute, you're fully fully out on to it today. <laughs> like that's, that's where we're going. No, I'm not. I'm not going there. I know that, like, because I'm I'm pissed off because it. He's he's become somehow from year one to year four. He's become completely immobile after, and and he was more, he was more mobile after that hip break, like the year after than he is four years after. Like he doesn't Here's he doesn't thing. move very well, and he does. You're exactly read, right, and he does not get off his the- first read very well. If he doesn't have and his the first way lead, you're screwed. He is a he's most effective in that that read option style passing attack where he can he has three decisions to make and he can make a decision quickly. That's his best trait. His quick decision making and his accuracy. When he does not have that ability or the route concepts do not lead or don't lend to that, he gets himself in trouble. So when we're in that we get in the late game when it's crunch time. A lot of that read option stuff, we're not running because we're in hurry up and we don't have time to coordinate all that. So then we get into a traditional drop back, you know, normal style two minute offense. And that's when he has shriveled over and over again because that's not his forte. And that's a problem. Like in crunch time situations, when we have to move the ball down the field quickly in a traditional offense, he has struggled. But my thing would be at that point, is it is it all on him? I get I it. I get it. It's the NFL. We put everything on the quarterback. But is that all on him? I don't think it's all on him because they wouldn't be in that position if we just would have kept running the damn football. If we wouldn't have veered off the game plan. Like you like Fudge, you said about how they were running. It's the first half. We ran the ball 17 times for 101 yards and we averaged 5.9 yards a carry. Last year or last weekend in Baltimore in the first half, they were averaging seven yards a carry. And they completely bailed on it in the second half. I don't understand. That's, so, like, I don't, I don't understand. Part. I don't understand the philosophy that McDaniel has. Where he said in the press conference today, "Well, they brought a safety down, so we, so, and I chose to pass." Like, you're supposed to be like this genius run game coordinator. I don't understand. Like, the the only my frustration with McDaniel and the play calling is that we have one play. That we're going to run the piss out of. We're going to run it until it doesn't work. And he doesn't even let it get to that point where it doesn't work. Or he gives up on it after three tries. If that, that little fake counter pitch that they were doing all night long. He abandoned oh. it in the second half. And it was effective. And then like if you go back to the Kansas City game. We ran that stretch left a hundred times. And it went nowhere. And he refused to move off of that. It's like he only picks one run that's going to be effective for this week. But it's like, it's the, the problem is, John, is it's the gimmicky shit. And yes. we get to the end game, and the gimmicky shit doesn't work. We cannot line up and run a traditional run play. We got to be all that shit. Why? When we did line up and turn around and hand the ball off, or as much as I hate to say it, just a normal true shotgun run. I saw a stat that that was alarming that showed how unproductive the dolphins are when they get into two by two or three by two sets. We in, in a two by one, we have been the most effective 
Okay. What's that tell you? Is that we are running a gimmicky offense that is surrounded by play actions and ghost fakes and trying to draw the defense one way, which is super effective. I love the game plan, but eventually you got to grab your nuts and you got to lead a football, uh, a drive down the, down the field. And we don't have that ability, whether it be Tua's fault, whether it be Tyreek's fault, whether it be the play calling, whatever it is. I watched Josh Allen put his team on his back and drive them down the field when needed multiple times with just Stefan Diggs. And we're supposed to have the best corner in the world covering him. So that means Gabe Davis is out. James Cook couldn't catch a cold in Alaska. So, but Josh Allen wins football games for his team. And two of throws for 160 and two touchdowns, or two picks. I mean, two, maybe maybe I'm just a, a two a defender, two a T. Like, you look at their game plan, and I think McDaniels does a really good job, for the most part, does a really good job. They're predictive. I think predictives work in what they do. Look at the tight ends that are in the game. If Durham Smythe's in, probably 90% pass. Julian Hill, shout out Campbell alum. He's in, they're running the ball. Yeah. You're playing to the skill set of what you got. So it's almost like, I know you, you laughed about it earlier in the year with Jaseki, where it was like, oh, he's in, we're running away from him. The way it used to be with him, it's, it's trending in a similar fashion like that. Again, I like Julian. He's done a really good job with what he has been there. Tight end's a position of need for them, and they haven't addressed it one bit. And that was something that Greg Olson said in that that Cowboys game. He's, he's mentioned to McDaniel, like, what? Why haven't you involved the tight ends? Where where's the tight end production? He said that's that's year three progression for the offense. Why are we not just trying to? I understand like we're on like a little bit of a timetable here and all that, but like the, the wind, the window was now it's not, it's not now. Like, I'm just going to be a realist. Like they're barbecue chicken. Like they're packing their bags for Cancun. Like this is going to be a fucking annihilation on Saturday night. Like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are going to be boot scooting all over our asses on Sunday night, Saturday night. Whatever. There's no shot that they're that the NFL is letting Taylor Swift get eliminated in round one. No shot. Like I'm sure we're gonna talk through predictions. And again, it's not me being positive. It's gonna be a ball game. It will we're, be we're probably, probably gonna be the same. We're gonna it's probably gonna be the same thing that happened when they were in Germany. It's gonna be a really tight game and it's gonna come down to one or two mistakes that the Dolphins end up making. Because they can't get well, they they haven't seemed to get gotten out of their own way in the last month and a half. Like, bro, the thing that killed me last night it, it was outside. Like, Fangs had good defensive game plan. Let him drive down the field, make him beat us in the red zone. Which bold move against bold. one of the best red zone offenses? Yeah, pretty bold. And Josh Allen pooped the bed outside of the last shot, which even on the last shot. Cater Kohu having a great year when he's in just bails. Olay's on a tackle against the tight end. And it's like, bro, that's a big play. Yeah. Jerome Baker throws his stuff in there, coming right going into halftime. Like that should have been the play that livens him up, come out, and you say, Hey, yeah, you are the smash mouth team of the AFCs, and we just hit you. And we're gonna do it again this second half. 
and they didn't do it at all. Like, uh, no. And there's no capitalizing on the turnover game. Like, they gave them everything that you want. They they literally did the same thing that they did last year in that playoff game, the wild card game, and they just fell short. Except only this time, they got ahead. And I don't understand how Danny Crossman has a job after. Like, if if they well, lose on Saturday night, Danny Crossman should not have a job Sunday morning. Who's Danny Crossman? I, he's he's a our special, special teams coordinator. I sort of agree, but Elijah Good tearing his knee in half on that play was the reason that was a touchdown. Yeah, you had. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, you can't. He lost. You his, can't he lose lost his lane. But regardless, Danny. I mean, Danny Crossman has been a problem in the past, so he's not escaping just because of that. But last night, that play after you, they played it over a couple times. Not only do, do we lose him. But he takes out Ingold, and that's two guys in the center. And everyone knows that a punt return up the middle is the worst punt return to try to defend, like especially if it's going to be successful. And losing two guys in the in your middle wedge, if you want to call it that, right in front of the ball carrier, on top of the punt being a great punt that literally, hate to say it, out kicked his coverage. You literally (laughs) have been shitting all over Jake Bailey, and brother punts one to the four, and they return it ninety six yards. Like, just think about how crazy that is. Think about the whole setup of how crazy it is. Punter that ain't done a lick most of the year, booze one. One of your best cover guys in angle coming down, gets taken out, tears a knee. Also, let's not forget, uh, is it Hardy? Was Hardy the guy that returned that? Yeah. Yeah. He caught the ball at the four-yard line. Yeah. No one in the NFL does that. I saw I saw an article today. They said I was on the twelve. I thought I took two steps back and was on like fielding it on the ten. He goes, and then when I score, I look up and saw it was ninety six yards and go, Whoo, good thing I made a play. Like sometimes, man, it, I hate to say it, successful teams, the ball just bounces their way. Like when they've had crazy amounts of success things just happen that bounce their way and that was one of them last night i mean literally the bills have been playing five straight weeks of playoff football and the two last games that they played before the dolphins they eked them out and like the ball just ended you're right it just ended up going their way i i just don't have any hope for this franchise anymore i mean even if the, the injuries that they're happening right now they're so late in the season that those guys aren't going to be back at the beginning of the year. And if you got a hard Dude. schedule at the beginning of the year, you might as well kiss your what? ass goodbye because you're going to be just what is his. yeah what I look. Do you see that schedule release today? Of yeah, the honestly, our schedule looks. I'm gonna be honest with you, our schedule looks pretty easy, other than the 49ers. Oh, perfect. So oh, we'll they have re- the same re- thing. Re- good thing we have the same thing they, again uh, next year. Can't beat any good teams. We'll just be beating all the cupcakes. And then here, we'll here's. Lose- the, We'll lose to the four games to your that point. actually good teams. You're right. Well, do we start next year with seven guys on the IR? Like, yes, I, probably. Like, Hopefully Phillips they isn't going to be back. Chubb's not going to be ga- going to be back. Gink, I don't know how bad his foot injury is, but Gink, who knows? I would imagine. Gink's but you're back. normally good unless it's unless it's Liz Frank. He should be back by then. They I, they didn't really rule. They just ruled out Gink for the playoffs. So it sounds like he'll be okay by the beginning of the season. Okay. So, 
back to before we get into what next game looks like back back to just my final kind of thoughts on this game um i think i think if we can keep this nucleus together somehow in free agency wilkins tyreek tua raheem maybe not even raheem but definitely if we can build around I'd Maybe, but if that. we can build around Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, A-Chan, Tua, and Tyreek, and Waddle, like that's a good nucleus to start with, and then build around that, right? But we're we're like, what what's going to happen with Gink next year? I don't know. What there's a lot of players, the Connor Williams of the world, that we don't know what's going to happen to that. What I'm worried about now is we have collapsed so poorly. The end of the year again. I'm back worried that seasons. I'm worried we're going to have some disheveled dishevelry in the locker room, and I don't know what that's going to look like. With like people are calling McDaniel's hot seat. Like I don't know if we can talk that yet. Um, I think McDaniel needs to consider giving up play calling duties. To be honest with you, um, I don't know if he can handle calling a complete game and managing a game as, from a head coaching standpoint. Um, because I think, like, think about it. Is there anyone in his ear telling him run the football? Bro, I don't, know. I don't know the Smith. answer to that. I don't know the answer, but they say it says that Frank, that, I mean, apparently Frank Smith and him, like, Frank gives input, but McDaniel calls the, I don't know. I, McDaniel says Bro, he does call the plays, but still, I, I don't, I don't know. Whoever's like, in his ear, it isn't working. So re- re- reverse this. We're going into next year. Who's, Frank Smith who's the dude? Plays. We need to find somebody that knows how to challenge. Like every time, I don't think Mike McDaniel has ever made one challenge that has been successful. If he's challenging it, it's the same thing as having Duke Riley on the field. Just fucking forget it. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to say is that if if Frank Smith's calling plays next year and we are way too pass heavy, and your head football coach gets on the headset and says, "Hey, let's get back to the run," that's happening. Right now, we have a guy calling plays who is also the head coach, and whether someone's trying to check him or not, at some point he's being like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm gonna do what I want," and it's it's screwing us. Like we have not stuck with the run in not just this game, but multiple football games. Yeah. Like I, I like it. I think he's a good head coach. I think he's a great football mind. I think he can develop an offense. But you have got to, and you can still do that. We still have the McDaniel offense, but you've got to find someone else to call plays for this football team because you do not have the ability to do both. You know, I wonder because I didn't realize that I've listened every week to the show, and they said last night was the 12th different combination on the O line, which, not to sidetrack, but Collinsworth is so unbearable, man. Oh, oh my so God. Bad. Collinsworth, he could be fired into the sun for all I care. I never want to hear. Call. We're gonna ha- we're gonna get another damn Collinsworth game on Saturday night too. Like, nah, he don't. Work I just want to watch the game in mute. I can't stand it because he's. We just had we just had him dick ride Allen the whole entire game. Rightfully so, dude threw for like four hundred yards. I totally get it. He's busting our ass, but like, it's unbearable. But the thing, because like the. I get it. You can only run there, like that West Coast is built off a stretch and all of that. So I get you can only run it so many different ways. But it's like he talked about it 
in the post game of, you know, yeah, we wanted to get the two high safeties down, pull it, turn it into one high and be able to throw. But like, you've got to imagine you're sitting in the meeting and maybe, maybe they just had that much respect for the bills that they were like, Hey, if we're able to get them down to one high, then we've won. We got to win throwing the football. And if he says that, like, I'm good. I can understand it. But you would think they would have an answer. Okay, they go one high safety. Now we're going to run this and incorporate some sort of RPO game because it's still what Tua can do. You're not getting outside of him or the offense. But, like, the fact that he goes, well, we got him into one high and we were going to throw the football, like, you would think there's got to be another answer. But with how many times you're shuffling the O-line, maybe you haven't had the ability to work anything past stretch. Well, that's, so that's why they're really good at running it, and that's why they window dress it 18 different ways is, hey, yeah, we're going to average five and a half on a stretch, and let's rock and roll. We don't got to worry about counter power, none of that. I, that makes sense. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm, t- I'm tired of watching the, the gimmicks and the finesse, and there's no there's no just, like, line it up and let's go. Like, it's too much window dressing, and it's proven to not work. He's really great at at creating an offense and creating a scheme that works in September and October, but it has not worked in November and December. It's shown two years in a row that it just doesn't. Like, defenses, people are smart in the NFL. They're just as smart as he is. And he just, I don't know if he's that fucking arrogant or if, like, he's just too smart for his own good, but, like, the the defenses catch up every year and then we're look we're caught with our pants down in December back to back seasons. Like, I'll be honest. I was I was genuinely concerned last night that as much as he ran H and that early, I was like, oh he's gonna get hurt. Like H and's gonna get hurt. And then they finally bought him Wilson and it's like, all right, you at least get like in all with stretch the thing that makes it different is having different backs. That's why Mostert and A-Chan such a good combination in the NFL. Because A-Chan can outrun anything. You get one crease and he is out the gate. Whereas Mostert can wiggle, pound it. And I was like, God, you got to get Wilson in there to run the football. They don't – for some reason, he don't play Wilson. Like he does, like I don't understand what his like. He, he traded for Wilson last year, and there's just no commitment to Wilson anymore. No, I mean, and you would think there would be, like, because you, you can't. It's the NFL. You can't get by with one. You're only rocking two, with Mostert and Achan. Yeah, Mostert's out. You got to have someone else. It doesn't matter who's running the football. We don't call the fucking plays. <laughs> It does not matter. <laughs> Dude, we could have Barry Sanders backed up by Larry Zonka, backed up by Earl Campbell, backed up by OJ Simpson. It would not matter because we don't run the football. I know. But what? imagine being a run game coordinator and never coordinating a run game when you're a head coach. Stretch, baby. Just and he stretch. just abandons it. Just running stretch. Put <laughs> Kevin Gustafson on the field to just call belly a hundred times at this point. <laughs> uh, but all right, we can look into this uh, Chiefs game on Saturday night. I, I, 
it's going to be cold as shit. And you're going to Huh? I, I don't, I don't believe the weather thing. I think the weather thing's stupid. If we would have lost, if we lose 21-14 again, nope, if we lose 21-14 again and play the exact same game we played last night in Miami, people will say it's the weather. Weather is a myth. When you're playing football, you do not know anything about the weather when you're on a football field. I'm sorry. Not when you're warmed up. After the first quarter, the weather is a non-factor. Yeah, no, you're right. I we never Dude, we played never, in never West once. Perry in the middle of November and never like you're never, cold when you get there and then it's fine. Yeah, you never never think about the weather. The only time you're thinking about it is when your visor is fogged up and you can't see. Correct. I mean it is we, hella cold though in warm ups. We were we were two way players, boys. We were almost yeah, well, no time benches. to get cold. I was not a two way. I was I was just I was not a two-way. I was I was strictly defense. I got kicked out of the offense. Uh, true. You probably got cold though. I did get cold. See all them long one drives. One-way player get cold, baby. Well, here's the thing, man. We're going into KC. We don't have any healthy. Like, <laughs> I, what do we? How do we talk about a football game when I I don't even know who's playing for the football team still. Let's like, let that sink in. Is Mostert back for him Mostert, to not Mostert use Mostert that often? They, so McDaniel said Mostert and Waddle wanted to play yesterday. Medical staff held them back. I've heard that since Byron Jones blowed out his foot in training camp. He he's nearing a return. Still is not playing football. Still. Yeah. He never. He's <laughs> never going to play again. Fuck this medical staff. How about that? Let me <laughs> yeah, talk. Was, get get I'm, him on the pod. I was looking at dead payroll because I was looking. I was trying to look ahead for the pins, and I'm like Byron Jones. I have not heard his name in it feels like two years. Yeah, because he he's dead money. So we're going into Kansas City with a defense that I have no idea. I mean, all, all we know is that it's going to be it's going to be the same defense minus Jerome Baker, and, and we're going to and and gank, we're not going to have Gank, and I don't know who's going to be rushing the pass. We're going to have Melvin Ingram. As long as Melvin Ingram is not running down the sideline trying to cover a tight end, <laughs> what the hell was that? If I see Melvin Ingram in coverage, brother, we're cooked. <coughs> I was I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, I what thought are we doing like I had to double take. I'm like, did they really have Ingram man coverage? I'm like, you would think once Gink went out, it's like, all right, scrap that pressure off the playbook <laughs> with Ingram in there. No, no, no. Melvin Ingram has probably never has not run into a coverage in probably 10 years. He probably hasn't done it since he was a rookie. I literally thought he was Christian Wilkins in coverage. <laughs> he, he literally probably got the call from Baker and was like, what What are we doing, thanks? What are we doing? I just like, have a I'm genuine a question. Player, that's it. I just have a genuine question. If Ingram or Ogball get hurt, who is the next person into the football game for an NFL franchise? They're going to have to call – I guess you put Tyndall in. I don't know. Or you put Raekwon. Channing Tindall, he he was their uh, our our third round pick from three pick. years ago. That yeah, fan play. Play special play. teams. We're we're gonna have to put Raekwon in the middle and then put Wilkins on the edge. 
They got to sign someone. They got to sign someone. <laughs> it's Monday night. The game They're is good. in four days. Yeah, yeah, you don't do anything on Mondays in the NFL. Off day, man. We could have a guy on an airplane on the way here. He's probably he is probably landing in Miami tonight. We need to sign. I need Frank Clark. I need JPP. I need Cam Wake. I need Jason Taylor. Like, dude, I need as many people as we can get. <laughs> I need pass by committee. I'm catching a workout. Oh my God, I just don't understand how I can even talk about a football game when we have we. It is a first round playoff game, and we it is the Monday of playoff week, and we do not know who is on the football team to play in the game. <laughs> I don't understand why that's not more of a conversation. Am I losing my mind? Do we even have defensive ends on the practice squad? I don't even know. I don't know. They got to have practice squad guys. Got to. Hang on. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. And I just can't imagine that we went into press conferences today with the ability to ask Coach Mike McDaniel, hey, if you had a player get hurt on the defensive line, who is your next person in? McDaniel said defensive line. McDaniel's he said he said it's gonna be a player that's not on the field yes that was not on the field yesterday. Just saying that they're gonna sign somebody. Oh god. Oh god. They, <laughs> they still got Melvin Ingram listed on the practice squad. Yeah, they keep Melvin yeah, Ingram on the practice squad because they took uh they don't have another way to bring him on the roster because they used all their roster spots in IR and they put Baker, uh they activated Baker, so they're kind of stuck. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't got no one on here. <laughs> yeah, no wonder you got to sign someone. You ain't got anyone. So, yeah, it's not looking good. I don't have any. I, I A part of me wants to be optimistic and say anything can happen. Like last year, I don't even know who was on the defense last year, and we didn't even know we were going to have a quarterback that was going to be able to field the football last year, and we lost like 35-31 in Buffalo, and... I don't know. It's going to be a different animal. I don't. I don't know what's. Going I'm going to be so excited because I'm watching a playoff game. I'm going to be so excited, but it's <laughs> hard for me to give any fucks this whole week because I just want to reiterate: it is Monday, and I do not know who is going to be rushing the passer in an NFL Ooh. football game against a two-time Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Hey, I mean, bright side boys, bright side, bright side yeah. here. Chiefs have issues of their own now. I mean, it's valid, but... But they can talk about their issues to players who are on the football team the Monday <laughs> before the playoff game, Fudge. I mean, yeah, it's a valid point. The Dolphins suck. Uh, but, wow, uh, the Jags fired their whole defensive staff. Breaking news. Jags? Yeah, they fired their defensive staff. Wow. Hey, Trey, get get him on a plane, send him down to Miami, let old Nash, buddy, run out there and cover tight end man-to-man. I got faith in him. I, what do you – I'm still you, just – Fudge, I know you're the ultimate uh, optimist here. What, what are your, your thoughts? What what's, your, what's your prediction for the Finns? I think it'll start. It, the game's going to start out. They're going to trade touchdowns. I think it'll be tied up, close game at half, back and forth. I do think the Chiefs pull it out. 
I think they got to kick a field goal to win it, and it's going to be a game that everyone's going to look at. And just like I've been hearing about the Eagles being so bad, people are going to question if this Chiefs team can really make the Super Bowl because they're going to play a banged-up Miami Dolphins team. They're going to be in a tight game. Mahomes will have he'll have a good day. It won't be great because Fangs will have some stuff for him, some pressures. I'm thinking, give me 27-24. What do you think, Triggy? <laughs> I'll tell you what I think. <clears throat> I think we're going to rally. <laughs> I think I think that we will have a bunch of fighters in that defensive line room. Christian Wilkins is going to earn his payday. He's going to step into that D-line room on Thursday when those guys arrive to learn how to rush the passer in this defense. And he's going to say, look, guys, I know that none of you have worked at all this entire season with this football team. But I need you to show up and use whatever spin move got you to the NFL and whatever swim move and pass rush move you have left in your arsenal and all nine of your fingers, JPP, to get after Pat Mahomes. He might have eight. And when that happens, I think he's got six. Oh. <laughs> and at this point, just cut the whole thing. Why would you keep one thing? Anyway, and when that happens, that will rally the whole defense. Tua is going to have his, his, his game. We're back and we are winning a playoff game. And we, dude, I, something <laughs> turned in me. Something turned in me that we got a bunch of fighters on this team. There ain't no quit. We got them dogs. You couldn't. You just couldn't let it. <laughs> I can't. I can't, dude. We're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs? We are in the playoffs. And we're not the seventh seed. We didn't squeak in. We are the sixth seed. Could have been two. Was almost one. But we're in the playoffs as a sixth seed. We have back-to-back playoff appearances for the first time since I can remember. We are. We are coming out of the gates strong in the McDaniel era. And I think that we are going to be able to build off of this season. And I think that we are the giants of, oh, whatever. And this is the team of destiny. <laughs> oh my! If okay. the NFL I- wants to prove that concussions are fake, then Tua wins a Super Bowl. <laughs> How? All right, I got to ask this. Because you've been Triggy Downer the whole night. <laughs> yeah. How did it turn so quick? Nash came in. You know what I'm thinking about? Super Bowl? Yeah, you know what I'm thinking about? You know what I'm thinking about? This is playoff football, and everyone knows what everyone's going to do. So at some point, scheme is out the fucking window, and it's the third quarter, and, you know, you're down three, and there's seven minutes left in the third quarter. And at some point, everyone's just like, all right, let's just go out and play backyard football and make big plays. Like, scheme goes out the window at some point in the football season when everyone has literally watched so much film on everyone. We've already played this football team, okay? They haven't changed. They don't have the players to change. We don't have a head coach who can change. Everyone knows what everyone's going to do. So at some point, at some point, it's let's grow a set of testicles, okay, and win a football game. And I think we're going to have a bunch of dudes coming off the street who are hungry. I want Vince Papali running down the field on a freaking punt cover type of stuff. Like, that's what I, that's what I feel is happening. 
And this is the defining moment of the, of the franchise. This is what we're going to talk about. There's going to be a 30 for 30 about this D-line, okay? What if I told you that you <laughs> would be missing seven defensive players going into a playoff game? And what if I told you that this man who had a game-sealing sack was signed on the Wednesday before the playoff game? That's the story that's going to be written this Sunday, this Saturday, 8 p.m., exclusively on Peacock. <laughs> Uh, no one's watching I, that game on Peacock. Yeah, I want to. I want to be the ultimate optimist here, but I think we're going to lose forty-two to ten. Oh my gosh! I think oh. it's going to be an ugly dismemberment of this Dolphins franchise on exclusively on Peacock, and I think they're going to get. I think they're going to get bludgeoned. And I think Tua's going to have a historically awful day. He's going to have a worst. He's going to throw three picks. I think it's going to be bad. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm just being real, just being honest. I'll say that. Let me see who they bring in off the street. I could be swayed by who they bring in. If it's, you bring Frank in Frank Clark, Clark? if it's Frank Clark, it might, it might my change might be turned to 28-14. If it's Frank Clark, they could end <laughs> up pulling this thing, man. He played in Arrowhead. He knows their offense. He knows whatever scumbags they got on the O-line. Why not? Why not pull Belichick and go sign Frank Clark right now to bring him in? Until Frank Clark signs with the Chiefs on Wednesday. <laughs> Oh, that that would be demoralizing. Uh, but there are there there are a couple more games, and there's the there's the Browns and Texans. That's the four thirty game on Saturday. Uh, what do you guys think for that's that a, one? Dude, that's a doozy of a game. Can't wait to not watch that. <laughs> I think Joe Flacco is making a run. You think the Browns are the team of destiny? Hey, outside no, of the offense. Yeah. Speaking of which, before we get into that, what how does the playoff structure work? If we win that when we win this game, do we go to like do we lowest, go to the Ravens? Yeah, lowest seed goes to the Ravens. Oh. I didn't so know. If that. The, so if the, the Texans so if the Texans win, then or no, the Steelers win, they go to the Ravens. And then we would go to the Bills. Right? Well, you know, the Bills would be out because they lost. Oh yeah, duh. No, we would go to Browns and or Texans. Yeah, so we need Steelers victory. Wait, Let's be so honest, boys. Let's, we're, we weren't beating the Bills back-to-back. Back. No, no, 100% it's, agree. This was the only hard. way outside of a tie. Dude, this is nothing but a means to an end. I we're hope you're right. We're writing a story before the final chapter has been developed. We're going to look back and say, thank God we lost to the Bills. If they, if, if they go in, if they go in and they make a statement and they beat the Chiefs, like, okay, you've got me back in. You got to write all your wrongs. Basically, their, their, their path to the Super Bowl is writing all the wrongs of the season. They would avenge the Kansas City loss. They'd have to go Gosh. and avenge the Ravens loss. And then they, depending on what would happen, they would either have to go to Buffalo in the AFC championship game or you'd have to go to Cleveland or Houston. 
Wow. And then when you get to the Super Bowl and you're playing the Eagles, another maybe, one. Avenge it. Maybe maybe Trey's on to something. Dude, are we the team of destiny? <laughs> That's a football helmet. You want to wear it? Yeah. Can you play outside linebacker? <laughs> can you play can you play defensive end for the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we got we at least I'll got one. So I got so I'm taking Browns. I'm taking Browns over Texans. I'm taking Browns over Texans. I'll be honest. I'm taking the Texans. Ooh. CJ Stroud's a dude. Demetico Ryan's great, great linebacker in the NFL. Not, not. What about D'Amico Ryan? <laughs> D'Amico, D'Amico, Tomato, Tomato. D'Amico. They're playing inspired. JJ Watt's coming back. Is he? Is They're he bringing, coming back? I mean, you seen the pictures of him? Can we bring JJ Watt in for the week? Can JJ Watt come play for the Dolphins? <laughs> can he? Can JJ hey, play for the Dolphins? I don't think he wants to go to Miami. Why wouldn't he? Well, Why wouldn't stupid. he want to go to a game for Kansas City? Why wouldn't he want to just get cold <laughs> for a Saturday night? No, I think I think Texans got a good thing brewing. They're going to be a, a, an up and coming team. Mm. Why? Why not? Yeah, Brown, Browns are in some trouble. Old Joe Flacco out there slinging that thing around, taking naps <laughs> on the sideline. Uh, Sunday, there's the three games. The one o'clock game is the Steelers and the Bills. I think we are all, I think, at least for Trey and I here, we're rooting for the Steelers in that one. Hard. Only time Trey's ever rooting for the Steelers. Yeah, fuck that entire fan base and franchise. But today, <laughs> tomorrow, this weekend, Pretty go Steelers. No, I think Steelers got a good chance in that one. Uh, the 430 game is the uh, Packers and Cowboys. I'm taking Pack. I'm I'm going with the Pack. Cowboys by a million. Really? Yes. Uh, I'll be honest, and maybe maybe it's a little bit of Packers. Uh, I saw them for the first time yesterday because why else would you watch the Packers when there was no other game at I think four o'clock on worth a darn? Yeah. Jordan Love is slinging the ball. Yeah, he's slinging that Tate around. You know what? Give me the Packers. Give me the I'm Packers. A- Solid defense. Going into Jerry World. Let the chaos of the Cowboys falling apart continue. Then the uh, 8 o'clock game is the Rams and the Lions. And this is a matchup that I think everyone is excited about. Hence, you know, the trade and everything with Goff and Stafford. Uh, Dude, this is Matt Stafford written all over it. He's blowing them out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Same old Lions. We they are the Dolphins of the NFC. I w- I want to take the Lions, but I think I just got to go with the gut, and I got to go with the Rams. Who? I don't even know yeah. who's on the Rams defense anymore. Like they still uh, got Aaron Donald, but what else do they have? I actually have no idea. This is a problem. I haven't seen half of these teams played all this year. Give me the Lions. Screw it. Let them get one. <laughs> and then your team on Monday night, the Eags and the Bucks. Who you got? Who you got there, uh, Coach? I know this is uh, your squad. Are you, you still got the belief in uh, Coach Sirianni or you had on him? Listen, listen. I know Sirianni gets a lot of hate, deservedly so. Listen. Eagles ain't going anywhere. We may be two and four after he was yelling at the fans in Arrowhead. He was just priming to break their hearts. 
that night and then Miami to do it coming up this weekend. That's all he's doing. We get our guys back. We're going to be fine. It's all okay. Eagles by about 23. Just kidding. We can't blow the team out. Just kidding. We'll win by seven or three. People will say, oh, these Eagles stink. And we're just going to keep doing what we've done the whole season. The fact I got the fact that people are talking about McDaniels and Sirianni losing their job, you people are nuts. They are double-digit win teams in the NFL that were both playing for a two-seed last night. And we're talking about firing them? Yeah, we're definitely not firing Mike McDaniel. Yeah, no, we're not firing McDaniel. I know I said some stuff on Twitter last night. But we're not firing McDaniel. Come on now. Let's be real. We're not going to fire McDaniel. Now, if he does it next year, see, better be warm. Get, get, that Uber sitting there, seat heater on. The heater will be on in the Uber next year if he, if they if they have a December collapse. Nah, as long as as long as Hertz is good to go, Smitty and AJ Brown are back. The did whole we, line did he, should is be AJ back. Brown okay? Yeah, they said they said I guess with the tackle, his ankle didn't get caught. It was the knee, but structurally, they said it might just be a strain. Which no offense, you're playing receiver. Most guys play through a strained MCL. He'll be good. Tio played with no CLs in the Super Bowl. So if you want some, come get some. That is true. Yeah. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles will be fine. Yeah, One I say Eagles game. by two. I say Eagles by two scores. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Eagles by two scores too. That NFC South is a joke. Bigger oh, Mayfield ain't winning a playoff game. But, hey, what I mean, happen, uh, but what happens if if the Bucks win that game? How how loud is it in Philly? You know who needs to get loud for? It needs to get loud for listen, hear me out. It needs to get loud for Jalen Hurts. Uh, he, He's becoming a gimmicky, gimmicky quarterback. That looks it. That's he this ain't much different than South Josh Florida. Allen. He ain't much but different he, than Josh Allen, just not as big of an arm. And that's the but he has better weapons than Josh Allen, so that's the problem. I mean, yes. You got AJ Brown and Smitty. Goddard was out most of the year. Goddard came back towards this losing streak. Maybe Goddard. I just problem. think that what so I think about Lamar Jackson, right? He was he was targeted Has to be a running quarterback and can't play quarterback and blah, 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 blah. And all he's done is change and adapt and show everyone, no, I can do what you tell me I can't. We have the McDaniels of the world and we have the potentially Jalen Hurts and that offenses of the world that are staying consistently inconsistent, consistently inconsistent, I guess you could call it. And they like aren't adapting. And Lamar has found the ability to adapt. Lamar is no longer... Lamar's a better pocket passer than he is thrower on the run, in my opinion. Some of the stuff yeah. he does with the football in the pocket is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He didn't start like that. He was a first read gone run type quarterback. So is, does Jalen Hurts take the next step from scoring a million touchdowns on a touch push to continually leading your team, being the reason, sole reason your team wins football games? No, I think I think Hurts. He ain't. He is not elite. Elite. Now, mind you, yes, he was in the Super Bowl last year and played his tail off in that game. Mm-hmm. This year, it, 
you know, I don't think the system's changed. I think it's the same thing. I just think, you know, they're they're predictable in what they do. That plays a part in it. He's Tua. He's, he's Tua. Yeah. He's De- he's Deshaun Watson. They are the like John and I said on last week. They are that eight to fifteen range to where yeah. some weeks they're top five and some weeks they're twentieth. Like that's literally who they are. That's what the NFL is, and I understand that. But when teams like won't bite down and believe it that what you have a quarterback isn't a, a top five talent that's going to single-handedly win football games that you have to build a team and a game plan around it until that happens you're just going to be treading water yeah i agree with that i think that's the hard thing it's like if it, if you don't have those guys who do you have you're not getting anything better than them and that's like you sit there and I know Brock Purdy was talking about as the MVP. Like, come on. Yeah. We could roll a lot of different people out there at quarterback. Heck, uh, Browning. Jake Browning could go run that system in San Fran and do probably similar. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, if we're 8 to 15, I'm good living in that world. Heck, you're at least going to the playoffs. If you build a good team around them, then, hey. We got a Super Bowl run, boys. Do you understand that the Dolphins have a quarterback that is leading the league in passing yards and a receiver that is leading the league in receiving yards and a running back that's leading the league in touchdown? And we're the sixth seed. We're the sixth seed. And and, and we're we literally in shambles. I don't understand. Dude, I dreamed about having a quarterback that can lead the league in anything. I grew up with Fiedler, who led the league in nose length. Cleo Lemon. Lemon. AJ Feely. John Beck. Like, now we have someone who can lead, who literally... It's it's just baffling. But then how in the biggest game of the year do you throw for 179 yards? Yep, I know. I mean... (laughs) Hopefully, it'll be better this weekend in KC. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Trey, Trey was optimistic. Now he's back. Now he's back he's down. He's back down. <laughs> he's back down. He's it's worried about who's playing Rush <laughs> Who's playing Rush End for the football team? I don't... Ogbos coming off an injury. Yeah. And Ingram has been on the team night. for 15 days. Bro, Ingram. Oh. God bless him, man. Imagine that. Like, you're in the NFL. I think it's the no gloves. I think that's the problem. He literally has no gloves, no sleeves. Is literally – he looks like my dad in that penny, like that old Zach Thomas penny jersey that I wore to the game <laughs> last year. Like, imagine what he's thinking when he sees Gink go down and he's, like, looking at the sideline and it's him and Og, but Og has been hurt most of the year and he's like – Ogba was a healthy scratch last week, and now he's starting left end. He, he's looking oh, like I, I, I did not come here to play fifty snaps in a game. Like this ain't okay. gonna work. Well, guess what, Ogba? You, you know, well, yeah, Ingram came to rush the passer like ten times a game, and now he's. He, rush I need him ninety-seven. I need him to play like hundred percent of snaps. Ogba is like one of the highest-paid players on the team, so he better figure something. Ogba's probably gone after the season. Ogba literally is one of the highest paid. He's second highest paid player on the team this year. 
And that's yeah, because he yeah. signed me to that enormous deal before they got Chubb and all them. Oh my God. <laughs> but he's making 17 million this year. You had to be a healthy scratch. Man, him and Von Miller. Yeah. Just collecting a paycheck. Good for them, man. Heck, worst problems to have in life. <laughs> Uh, but enjoy uh super wild card weekend and, and try super to enjoy wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. Try to enjoy the Dolphins game Saturday night exclusively on Peacock at 8 p.m. And for that Eagles game on Monday night exclusively on ESPN and or ABC and or are they doing a Manning cast? Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, <laughs> but uh. Thank you to the boys for stopping in, and we will see you next week on That So Dolphins Talk. Enjoy. Enjoy.